just tweeted I just tweeted mine out. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It's been a day, man. It's been so funny, funny. What are you, what are you giggling on. at now, right in the intro? I went and looked at the chat of this oh, screenshot the sh- you have of the yeah. Danny Noonan. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Noonan played for the Cowboys. He was a he was a good player. He was a, he played under Coach oh, Osborne down there God. in uh, Lincoln. I'm in a great mood because everything is kind of breaking our way for the draft. So it's gonna be a super fun next 24 hours, as opposed to like waking up eight times thinking that the draft happened and it didn't go well. Um, I thought and I thought about this show today, Drew. <laughs> we should like we're we're not doing anyone any benefit except our own egos no, no, and no, no, like our own no. our own mental health by like yeah. victory lapping like yeah we have a bunch of Walker at plus three fifty congrats to us like yes. it still isn't there that that is not cash a lot of things can happen those are some yeah. absolute poverty franchises yeah. that could do anything so it'd be great I, I just thought about like how can we poverty how can franchise. we yeah how can we get well. Look at the top ten. Like the Jags yeah, and the Texans can do anything. What a dysfunctional so I said, I said, mess. Well, here, hold up. So how can yeah. we give some people who are listening, watching, and I think number one is by answering any questions you guys throw in the chat. We'll try to be great about oh, that. Oh, great but, call. Yeah. But but how do we give you some actionable stuff for the next 24 hours? And I think <clears> we, we kind of brought up some of this in one of the draft chats today. It was like there's going to be some people in the next 24 hours who are very connected who find out that somebody is in that somebody who's in that 25 to 45 range is almost certainly going in the first round. There's so many of those props yeah. out there that it's Quay like, Walker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which Quay, we talked Quay, about on Monday. Quay Walker was yeah, yeah, it was a little further back but it feels like the day of the draft there's always one or two of these where it's like yeah. you find you find out it finally leaks one of these teams is in love with a guy. Almost yeah. all the legal books have that where it's Will this guy be a first rounder? So it's not even like you have to go find an over under. Just go find that market, be ready for info. And there's gonna be three or four. Um, you know, there's there's gonna be three or four where th- th- there's gonna be some movement late on. Yeah. Um, there will for sure. And uh, and for that matter, we're gonna get down on whoever is the first pick on day two, surely. Uh, I already have Linda Baum's circle to go. 33 to the Jags. That's a good fit if he slides out of the round one. I think uh, was it Linderbaum, the, the Iowa kid, the center. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, yeah, that I the way I phrased it, I said there's going to be somebody who there is. People are going to say, "Hey, guess what? He's going in the first round now. He's going to fall." Yeah. Or like the Bills have found this guy and they want him. There's going to be guys the other way too, where you can yeah. get some plus money on them to be out of the first round because there are a few that I think. Uh, you know, every year we have this where it's a guy, everybody has them in their mocks at yep. like 24 and then half of them have it at 28. You don't see the guy get drafted till 42. Like yeah, okay. every year people fall. Let's t- let's tell a couple stories though. Um, okay. We are operating under the assumption that the Jaguars are as dysfunctional as you would have thought that as of about 4 PM today, they were kind of breaking a final decision meeting 
in Jags HQ, where the House divided, all kind of made their final cases. Balky made his case for Trevon Walker. Doug Peterson made his case for Iki Iquanu. And Khan presumably, you know, represented the defensive, uh, you know, coaches and and stumped for Hutchison. Um, and ultimately, we, as we understand it, they left that room after a heated debate, and it is Walker. Um, the Walker bets we made, and we did not get the best of these numbers. <laughs> there are some of our friends in the space yeah. who had a big old bets on. And by the way, like if you do happen to bet in the paperhead space, uh, I heard some hysterical stories where they just basically like put the draft props in football. So they had football limits on a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear those? I didn't have any of that, of course, but um, some people got <clears throat> big bets down on Walker to go 1.1. 1.01 and um you know he was in the 30 to 1 range at one point when it was completely uh you know expect you know they tag cam robinson hutchinson becomes the favorite not long after the combine and then you could have gotten walker at that point in uh, uh the 1.01 range and apparently balky was not shy uh with who he was telling and similarly some of the coaching staff and some of their family members were not shy about who they were telling um, you know, that, uh, that Walker was the guy. So thank you to all of those people. Thank you to our friend, uh, in the, in the, in the <laughs> industry, Will Brinson got a shout out. Will, Will, Will was all over this. This is my um, favorite. This is my favorite. Thing. <laughs> and like, so th this yeah. Durso, this sounds ridiculous. Like <laughs> you, you typing this, you sound ridiculous, but this is not ridiculous. Like this it's is, not, this is no. a thing. Those guys have I, a blood feud. Yeah, there, there's legit, like, this seems like the silliest thing in a billion-dollar industry. But, like, no, Durso, Mike Durso on screen here. Balky hates Harbaugh, so he can't take Hutch, apparently. Like, that actually has legs, which is just so funny to me in this world. But, yeah, blood feuds are blood feuds. You can't you can't let that shit go. And I also, I just don't think, I'm not sure they liked him in a spot where there's going to be great edge rushers yeah. every draft. Yeah, plus he's got the he's got the T-Rex arms. And then yeah, until you remember yeah. bulk. And he, his arms yeah. are a little shorter. He does, yeah. And he does like the the Lord of the Rings face paint. Yeah, it's more for rugby. Anyway, um the uh a couple of more thoughts on the Jaguars at the top. I'm I'm shocked at the dysfunction because for them to get to this close to the pick itself and still not have consensus, still not have a unified message, still have the fans like kind of wondering who the guy is going to be like <laughs> none of that makes sense like get your fan base fired up for this guy you know be out go out there be on the media blitz balky's press conference last friday should have been like we are so fired up about him like you know as soon as you know you're not going to trade the pick you got to get your fans excited for these guys and they miss their opportunity on that and still now everybody's like you know oh are we in, are we the laughing stock like we're the idiots like you know this isn't even a very good pick and I, honestly this is the 10th least you know 10th most dysfunctional thing that's happened in jacksonville in the last 12 12 months so we are where did we you are see the Schefter um, tweet uh was it about hutchinson going to no this is uh this is like literally the thing we just talked about what four minutes ago adam Schefter tweets each year unexpected players sneak in around one this is where he can't like did he hit did he hit Drake jackson Drake Jackson was like, one possibility this year is USC pass rusher Drake Jackson, whose agent Drew Rosenhaus has said that multiple teams predicted him Wednesday that Jackson, who had 15 top 30 visits, would be a surprise first-round pick. I hate that. That's useless I, information. I, 
don't know what his price is. I was hoping for somebody else, though. I, 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 that may be that. That's in like far away, weird, obscure legal shops. Maybe have that. Um, I was going to say I'm not. I'm not 100 sure I have a drink. One other thing. One other thing about this draft in particular, and why like the personal grudge between Balkian um, and uh, Harbaugh may matter. <clears throat> the margins between these players are super thin. None of these guys are elite can't miss prospects. They all have flaws. Like they, you can, you can, there is a red team case why you would draft any of these guys in in the top 10. But the problem is there's no alternative because it's just, this is a really poor class. Um, And for me, I I don't begrudge the Jaguars taking Walker at all. In fact, I'm like, that's fine by me. Not just because he looks like a guy that could uh, develop into a really, really solid pro pro. um, But I'm all for swing for the fences. Take the developmental projects. Take the guys that have the, you know, the measurables that have the higher ceiling. Like swing for the fences in a draft like this where there's no good players. And on a team like the Jaguars that has no good players, you might as well swing for the freaking fences. Um, so I don't begrudge them at all for taking uh, taking a shot on Walker at 1.1. And, you know, he may end up being the best defensive player in this draft. Who the hell knows? So what do you think? Oh, Yeah. I mean, I don't, this is the funny thing is like, we're looking at this and so much of it becomes, how do I want this draft to work out for my wallet? And that's, that's like, oh man, like you're so happy when a pick goes your way. But then if you look back at it later or during the season or even two seasons from now, when you've forgotten that you bet over four and a half cornerbacks, you look at that and be like, what a stupid pick. Like, what were they doing in this rebuild? Like, and I really don't like Walker as a pick. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think he's the, (laughs) I don't think he's the best defender. Like I would take Thibodeau one. If I, if I were drafting, if I were drafting, I think long-term better prospects is for an edge guys, Thibodeau. And also if I'm actually drafting, I might take an offensive lineman. Oh yeah, that's actually that's like very the, fair. The, 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 the real thing is like yeah, yeah the yeah, real yeah. thing is like if I'm taking a D lineman, I yeah. think Walker's my fourth. Oh yeah, no, I'm I, put me in camp, Doug Peterson. Like I'm I'm on team. I P. want an offensive lineman. Yeah. Give me a Icky. Like that guy looks like a future All Pro. Like I I can't find any holes in his game. Like that that's your most surefire and highest ceiling guy in the draft, in my opinion. So anyway. Um, what do you, so if you're a Thibodeau guy, does that mean you think the Lions should and will take Thibodeau 1.02? What was your, uh, I, I didn't see your tweet. Who, who did you tweet out that you think is going 10 and the top 10? Tib, I, I think, I think Tibbs would be a nice pick for, oh, and, and also just like, I think, because I think he's the best edge rusher in the draft. I think he's the best prospect in the draft on that side of the ball. If I'm, if I'm Detroit, I'm more than happy to take Thibodeau. Like that's if he falls in your lap, good for us. Like you have many needs, and that's one of them. I would absolutely take the Oregon product. Um, I don't know how much money that makes me. I don't think much. I have some Hutch to go second, Hutch to go Lions, Hutch more Hutch over one and a half. Like obviously he goes higher, that's even better. But I have some Willis second overall at a big stupid number. I'm not sure I actually make any money except for Thibodeau unders. So I'm I'm not really talking with my I'm not really talking heavily as far as you know my wallet. I'm actually saying like the Lions should take Thibodeau second. Well, I, I have a I have a Thibodeau. No, I have a Hutchinson fourth overall. That's a weird one. 
<laughs> no, that's not crazy at all. What price no. did you get? 25, 25 to one. Oh, look at you. I, I didn't put much on wow. that, but I, I bet that the I'm gonna have to go look at the date. That nice was a work, couple man. days ago. That's down at like plus four hundred. I uh, bet online. Um, anyway, uh, the good um, for me. yeah, good for you. Uh, okay, I don't know that that's gonna happen. Okay, but let's talk about so what's happening right now and in the last hour in particular. Thibodeau is getting even more steam. This is uh, now round two of Thibodeau steam. Um, in before, I, I would say that the Walker one overall information really solidified on like Monday when like Peter King and Breer and Daniel Jeremiah, like a bunch of those people all had kind of a unified, we expect it to be Walker kind of a, a note in their Monday morning columbs. You, and you at that the, time, just to yeah. interrupt quick, did you see the DJ mock is out? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He likes a lot of the same things I liked. So I'm very, very happy. I, about this I trust so him far. a little more. Yeah. So, yeah, so far, very happy with his mock. Very happy. Um, the uh, but uh, yeah, so there were two waves of Thibodeau steam. Let's describe this a little bit. Pre widely known Walker one, there was Thibodeau steam to go to, mm-hmm. and I saw it, you saw it, we commented on it, a bunch of people kind of reflected on it, and we were like, okay, interesting. So Hutchinson goes, they think Hutchinson goes one, and they've lined up all of their ducks in a row for Thibodeau to go to. That makes sense. And then Walker solidifies as the one, and none of the buyback came. Nobody was like, "Uh oh, I need to get my, uh, I need to get my Hutchison bets in because now that whole, whole paradigm has shifted, right?" Everybody stood pat. Whoever bet it stood pat. And then it took until today, whatever reason, in the afternoon, um, somebody either with knowledge or you know based on hearing from someone. I didn't get the information on this, by the way. Um, decided round two of betting Thibodeau was coming and he's been betting out from like the three to one range to about even money at the shops. that will take the highest uh, bets. Um, what's your analysis of the situation? Do you think that the information in this case is correct? Because really a lot of the mock drafts that are coming out now and the experts, including Schefter, including Daniel Jeremiah are sticking with Hutch at two. So there's a little bit of a divergence here. Would you tend to side with the info? When a market goes this strong, this close to the draft, I I try to I tend to agree with it. So it's tough, and I think this is a really really tough draft for the experts. Like there's so much ambiguity between the top ten, and then you have a couple of shithead GMs, a couple of coaches, or just I mean, there's just a couple of front offices that you know there's no clear voice coming from anyone there hasn't been you have some new gms you know the the atlanta i'm so glad like that we are pretty much settled on what atlanta wants to do i think they are pretty strongly in on a wide receiver hopefully it's london that would be a really good one for numerous bets for multiple people that we like but like yeah before atlanta knew what they were you know or telegraphed a little bit of what they were doing we had uh two picks for the giants which is a new gm a pick for Carolina, which is a shithead front office with a bunch of messy individuals. You've got the same thing in Jacksonville where you got a three-headed monster fighting. You've got Detroit with just almost too many options. To And the same thing with Houston. Like, Houston at three has a million options, and their needs are literally everything. So that's tough. And then again, the Jets. The Jets got their ambassador back from London. But uh, that's, again, that whole ownership, management, coaching 
I don't know what to think of any of that. So, like, who's who is the most stable front office in the top ten? Giants. It might no. It might be Seattle. No. I'm. I don't. They're wild they, cards on a good year. I, I know, <laughs> Stability, but Stability, I, I guess, but I, not yeah, in I terms feel, of predicting what they're going to do. I feel like I can predict they're going to do something dumb. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be like honestly, I was going to say Detroit. If if I had to look at like who's my favorite front office that has a top ten pick, it might be Detroit. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. Although in the preseason last year, I did say a lot of nice things about Detroit. I said I liked how they're rebetting. Um, I did see some people betting, uh, not Schrager, but Schefter's last tweet. Somebody, they found some props for the, that. I think it was maybe uh, FanDuel, it looks like. They had some in the top t- top 32 for him. No, excuse me. It's DraftKings. Drake Jackson was plus 225 to be drafted in round one. So some people probably got to, I'm guessing that number is getting just mash right now <laughs> tweeted. Yes, yeah. skull left. Um the uh well we'll talk with Schrager's last oh Schrager Schrager says he says Carl Aftis may go early because there's gonna be an early run on DE on edge but uh Carl Aftis for whatever reason is in free fall right now so I wouldn't touch that one. Schrager says our guy oh oh okay sign sign scene scene yeah. Which is part of a weird parlay that I had. I didn't get to go to do any of those FanDuel parlays. Somebody brought them up last night on uh, Sammy P's spaces, and I haven't been able because again, it's not something I can go do in Iowa. I have to go to like Illinois if I want to place anything on the draft legally, or I have to get a runner. And this thing too, I hate asking people who I like, like, "Hey, do you want to you want to throw up some red flags on your accounts that you've kept clean over there in Pennsylvania or Pennsylvania can't, I couldn't even have noobs do it. Pennsylvania doesn't have draft tweets or draft stuff. Yuck. Yeah. There's a lot of States that don't. So it's hard for me. So um, I went to like the Bovada's and shit books that offshores that had these pre-made parlays. And I kind of dug through those and see if I can find some value. So I have the Walker sign. Gordon all in the first round parlay at like three to one. So this is my guy. He's my favorite safety now. Okay. I like this. And then, yeah, anybody on over one and a half safeties, that's, I mean, you might have three. You're now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You're I think, I think you're going you to have a three. Um, okay. Let's, 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 let's uh, stay towards the top a little bit here. Um, I didn't, I forgot how to say it. It's not sign then. Okay. So no, it's, that's not seen, seen, seen. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, Top so two see. picks, Walker, and then 50-50 in my mind still between yep. Thibodeau and um, and Hutchinson. Uh, front office did their due diligence on Thibodeau, already had the selection made in their mind. I would 51-49 in terms of Thibodeau for me right now. Both players definitely going in the top 10, though. Don't overthink it. Third is interesting because the Texans could go anywhere. There was a shitload of Stingley steam in the last week. Um, that seems to be fizzling. Uh, you get in the sense that Stingley steam is fizzling as well, or do you think they realistically may take him if it goes edge edge in any order? It still feels like there's it's there. Like the, the steam was there for a reason. I mean, let's think back to when that steamed happened. What was the consensus for the first two picks at that point? Edge edge. 
So, I mean, what has changed? They're still looking probably edge-edge, whether it's Walker Hutch, Walker-Tibbs. Like, so I, I think it's probably just as likely as it was. And, yeah, it, it went there for a reason. So I, I'm hesitant to just pencil in. You know, that's uh, what's Lockie do with the pencil blood, pen? Other, uh, what are the other yeah. bodily fluids they use? Pencil. Markers. Pencil, pen. Earwax. Blood. Yeah, not blood. This is a pencil for sure. Okay. Um, all right. I would say I'm about 30-ish. Per, 33, 35% Stingley goes third. Um, yeah. Decent chance that if Hutchinson is available, they take him. Decent chance they go with the safe pick and Icky, just because he is the most bona fide tackle in this draft. But I don't know. They have so many other things to address. If they address the offensive line, that's kind of bullshit. So we'll see. Um, Stingley, fingers crossed, is the pick of three. I got some awesome, awesome prices on him. He was bet from 30 to 1 down to about plus 300 the last I saw it at yeah. uh, the places that were taking the biggest limits. Uh, oh, shoot, he's plus 175 uh, up now at a couple of shops to go third. So he's still at the top of the board. I think Icky is not crazy there. I think Hutchinson is not crazy there. You could have gotten Hutchinson in the 10 to 1 range not too long ago. Uh, that's gone. Um, so Stingley or Hutchinson in the third pick would be make me pretty happy. Icky in the fourth pick. So where, where, where are we sitting now? I, w- I wanna, I'm going to jot this down. So we're well, let's let's do our percentages. Yeah. All right. So we're saying number one pick. We're saying Walker. Like how confident? Ninety nine right now is Drew. So ninety nine. And then two. We're saying. Well, what do you want to put for a split there? Thibodeau fifty one. Hutchinson forty nine. Forty nine. And then three. We're gonna go. 33, Sting, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, Sting, Hutchinson, Icky. Icky, Icky shuffle. Mm-hmm. All right. Leads us Jets. to a weird, a weird spot. Jets, I got 50-50. That they Icky. make it through the draft without screwing this up? <laughs> no, that's lower. <laughs> Icky and Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I think he has to be in the mix still for four. If it goes edge, 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 the Jets who have eyes for a, an edge in this draft may not be able to afford to wait until pick 10 to take that edge. So they may take Johnson right then. It may go four edges in a row to start this draft. There is a correlated parlay to be made if you're so inclined. A um, lot of edging. If, <laughs> if Icky's there, I think they take Icky. They obviously have a problem with Mekhi Becton, even if Mekhi Becton is still available to play. Should I make, the, should I make better, this even better. bigger? Oh no, this is good. This is I'm good. gonna get. Ri- I'm gonna get rid of the. Uh, I'm gonna get the rid margins. of the margins. Or make it even 100%, bigger. Yeah. Zoom to whip, man. Zoom to whip. I don't know how to do that. Oh, that's okay. Um, it's okay. View. Yeah, for me, this is fifty-fifty. All right. If you're, so you're saying you're saying Johnson, Johnson, yeah, JJ, yeah, Jermaine oh, Johnson, fifty percent Jermaine, fifty percent JJ, fifty percent Icky in my mind. Small, so, small, small chance the Hutchinson slides. I was gonna say we still have some Hutch left. We we've only used eighty-two percent of Mister Hutchinson. Well, then the remaining Hutchinson, and then take that out of the other two. I guess this this is high tech stuff. Should do a different font. Yeah, ultra. So oh, that's good. that's rough. That's oh, a rough one. No, no, no. 
ultra ultra needs no, to be a little smaller. Yeah, we need to unbold it. Maybe just a nice serif. There you go. Beautiful. Um yeah, so five. five. Five is the Giants. The Giants have their first pick. It seems like brain Neil trust is where they're going to go after so all. So that and that's done. the thing that's been I've been running into the the Neil thing. Yeah, wingdings. Right, we should use wingdings. Neil has been <laughs> falling and falling and falling, and I just and and this thing is yeah we, uh, let's say both cornerbacks are so at, at this point, let's give it to our most likely our most likely outcome. Let's just say Walker Tibbs. And Christ, let's just say Stingley Eki. At that point, you have an offensive lineman gone. You have a cornerback gone. Those are both of your needs. So you've gotten stung on both fronts. Yes. But in that scenario, Aiden Hutchinson is there at five. Like, can you pass on an end? Like, you have so many other needs, but would you take Sauce over Hutch if he's there at five? No, no, no. That's hard. That's hard to do, right? No, I don't think Hutch will be. I, I think Hutch is first option uh, is plan A for the Jets if he's available. But I don't think. Okay, he so, so I'm 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 gonna put yeah I'm I'm gonna say Hutch doesn't get to five. So yeah. like, yeah, Hutch if available. Hutch if there. So let's say Hutch is gone, and again we've we're missing. So if Hutch went here, you have an edge rusher. You could take Tibbs. If Hutch yeah. goes here because Tibbs went there, you have Stingley. So the Jets, yeah. this is Stingley, Hutch, or Icky, or Neil. I think Neil. Or Neil. Neil. Neil's been dropping. We're, you know, we'll just, we'll just I'm gonna put all yeah, some gonna... changing fonts. <laughs> but Neil. I think I think Neil's possible. Icky's obviously possible. Uh, Sauce is possible, but I think Neil would be my uh, my. Uh, first, first choice. Maybe. I corrected okay. my maybe. Yep. Right. We are back. Panthers trade this the, pick probably to the Panthers. Oh. Panthers trade this pick to whoever's taking the, the top wide receiver in the draft is the most likely. If they get stuck with it, they take Cross or Neil or Icky, whoever falls. Yep. So who is who is moving up? Let's say Walker, Tibbs, Hutch, Icky, and Neil are gone. Nobody's moving this far up for Sauce. No, it's wide receiver. It's a wide receiver or Cross. Somebody who's no not one's so, trading up for Cross. Well, so, no one's trading up ten spots for Cross, but somebody might trade up a few. If if it if Carolina is selling cheap. You know, if Carolina is selling on the cheap here, which they might be because they know they don't want to draft here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it might just end up being a wide receiver. I, I can see like three wide receivers in the top 10 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. For, like we're, I think we're, we're, we're coming. Yeah, we're there. We're coming up on that for sure. Um, I'm gonna Let's just put in Cross. I'll be giving 10, you know, 10. Cross, give, give Cross 10%. Field, we'll give, 90%. We'll go... Trade with a wide receiver team, ninety yeah. percent. Not that that's a big number. No, just field like any other player. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Trade, trade, or, tra- trade right. yeah. Trade or trade. Trade or field. Or field. Ninety. Yeah. And the field is not limited to anything. It could be no, a quarterback. No. It could I'd be, be they could take head. a wide receiver for all we know. Yeah. They don't really need one. Seven is sauce or wide receiver. 
I think it's Sauce. If he's there, I think they need to take Sauce. So the Giants are in a weird spot. The Giants are in a weird spot no matter who they draft in this class because they've kind of created a lot of their own needs. Um, it seems like the GM is ready to jettison all of the high capital picks that they've used in the last couple of years. and But that immediately means you need guys to start and play this year, and they are up against the cap. In fact, up against the cap to where they can't sign their own draft class if they don't cut or trade James Bradbury. So if you ship Bradbury, now you immediately need someone to plug and play. Sauce is a fine guy that you can plug day one, probably does well. Um, and then alternatively, you're trying to get rid of Tony. You're trying to get rid of your wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, you might need a wide receiver. And, uh, you know, so the wide receiver is an option here, but I haven't seen them strongly connected to anyone. Norm- I think, normally like, I'd like yell at Garrett you. Wilson. Oh, good. Yeah, I think you're at Wilson. Sauc- Saucer Wilson, I think, goes seven. Well, yeah, Wilson, just because, I mean, he's kind of been floated as someone who could go in those spots. Um, I'm going to stop you there. Normally, I would yell at you about this, but it got brought up in the Discord. People are asking about your thoughts on the Devin Booker news. What was the news? He's available for game six or seven if needed. Fuck yes. You didn't. I got to tell you the news. This is, I've never got to tell you anything good. Fuck. Usually yes. it's like, hey, Drew. The, the, the way you prefaced it, I was like, he's going to be gone for the rest of the Oh, round God. Two. Yeah, no, like, I'm that sorry. That was the way you asked. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that made it even better because you were expecting bad, expecting the worst. How about and, those uh, Bucks tonight? Got the best. Those Bucks exacting revenge for 2015. Look at the, that. Uh, the shelling. Yeah. Yeah. The up 18 uh, did you know Giannis was on that team that lost 120 to 66? Was he? That was, was his he, first playoff elimination. Really? Yeah. How well, about he's been that? Around for a while. Yeah. Yes. And some someone Swaglord Ken, who is one of the Swaglords, who is in the chat usually, he said cross at five. I don't. Could be. I I don't I don't maybe. have a problem with that. Like Not I would maybe. love that honestly for for my betting. Like if if it were to go Walker Tibbs Stingley. JJ Cross, I have Cross ten to one to be the top offensive player. Yeah. Take it, and yeah. really, I, we don't know exactly how everyone feels about these offensive linemen. We've seen some Neil, you know, whatever the reverse of steam is, condensation. We've seen some Neil condensation, and we've seen you know various other little blurbs about the offensive linemen. I haven't got a really good feel about how any of these teams really, really feel about all the offensive linemen as a whole. Mm-hmm. So if it were cross Neil, Icky, like any of those being the first of the three, wouldn't surprise me. Any of those guys falling out of the top 10 wouldn't surprise me just because we were so damn sure a couple of years ago, we knew who the good offensive linemen were. And then we got to the Browns pick and we were looking at them picking at the bones, and instead they had four out of the five still available. Yeah, right. Like teams teams can really, really. They I don't think teams very, very. It's a, it's a, it's a spectrum I, of evaluation. Well, yeah. not only that, but people like Cross. He played in air raid. There could be people who are overrating that. There's people who overrate. He played on the left side, and I want somebody on the right side. Like we don't know how these teams feel about that. And then yeah, Neil with the medical issues as well. Neil dropping would seem like the most likely because of the medical red flag. And again, we don't have as much information as probably some of these teams who pulled his medicals do. So and then yeah, Costos did see me 
did Costos did want Cross. I asked Costos who he would draft if he was a GM. He told me to fuck off. He's like, I'm not smart enough to know. He's like, why would they put me in charge? I just laughed. Okay, just- a couple of thoughts. Uh, we, I do have a plugged in New York guy. He says that Neil is the Giants OT one. Okay. I believe him. Um, I do have um, some, you know, I do have, uh, you know, I, I, but that said, I would, how cool would it be to have a draft class uh, with sauce and cross? Like, uh, that's got a little, it's got some buzz. Um, but the um, Neil and sauce makes sense. Neil and Wilson makes sense. Cross and Wilson makes sense. Cross and sauce makes sense. Um, so the Giants are going to get two very good players because there are there are very good players in the top eight of this draft. So they're in good shape. Um, we didn't really mention it, um, but the Jets at four have been super cagey about who they actually like, uh, which is why I'm I think Icky. You now JJ has been the only transparent pick that they've been very clear that they do like. Um, I think if they took Icky or Sauce, it wouldn't shock me just because they've been so clandestine this year. Um, the, uh, the other last thought of what we've covered so far, uh, if the Texans do love Stingley, but Hutch falls to them in a windfall, six would be a decent spot for them to trade up to from 13 to take Stingley six, Yeah, which would still make him CB one, but take him out of the third overall. So keep, keep an ear open for that as well. Yeah, and Ryan Zelinsky said, I think the Giants taking sauce at five to avoid someone getting – there are so many things where if you think Carolina's at risk or they're talking to somebody on a lineman team or a cornerback team, you kind of want to get ahead of that if you're the Giants. But honestly, if the Giants get Neil or Cross and they're able to get Stingley or sauce they've at those two picks, two huge problems, yeah. they've, they've really – I don't want to give them too much credit because if you have top top picks like this, if you have two top 10 picks, you should be able to address two major problems. So basically if they don't end up addressing both of those issues somehow, it's an instant draft like F like you, you had such high picks. How did you screw this up? Like the jet, the jets and the giants, there's no in between. They're either like an a minus or an F. Like yeah. There's no, like, if you screw up one of the two picks, that's an F to me. You can't, and I hate draft grades altogether. I'm just saying, like, in general, if you screw these up, what what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't disagree. Um, eight, Falcons take a wide receiver. Let's give him Dan's pick, Drake London. Let's, let's give it to him. Drake London. Drake the Snake London. Oh, my God, I can't type with the shift key on. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta put that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say wide Drake receiver, London, no matter what, wide receiver, ninety five percent. Yeah, but field and, field five. Yeah, and like London is London is their guy. It feels like. Yeah, I think so too. All right, here's your wild card. I team. almost typed Drake Long Dong. Sorry about that. <laughs> here's your wild card team: CLC Ox and Nine. Uh, could trade up, could trade down, could trade sideways, uh, could take a t- could take a reach, will take a reach, could catch a faller. Um, Brees Hall is not going down. Uh, I think I think uh, if Tibbs is available, that's their pick. Yeah. I think, oh Christ! Yeah, if he's there that long. 
if Tibbs is here, well, because this is it. Like Tibbs goes two or nine, <laughs> which is why his over under is like four and a half or five and a half. Yeah. Right. Um, if he slides out of the two, I think the I think three, four, and five all pass on him. I I disagree a little with that with the Jets. I think the Jets. I think the Why Jets would have to would have to take a look at him. Like that's a fit. It's still a fit. For I still think I still think out. he's the best player. I know, I know. According I don't understand that. If 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 they truly are out, that is just wild. And if that happens, I hope he breaks all the sack records out in yeah. Seattle then. Yeah. Seattle trading down for a wide receiver if Tibbs isn't there makes the most sense to me. So if Tibbs yeah, goes to I'm trying to think of like would Minnesota trade up for I mean, they wouldn't Stingley. want to trade up for an edge rusher. If Stingley, Stingley. If, if, he slides, if, if, yeah. if one of the two top corners is there, Minnesota would be a thing. If, let's say, there have been no wide receivers taken, I think, is Seattle a wide receiver? I mean, I wouldn't. So I, then you could talk to Washington or Minnesota about a wide receiver spot. Even Philly, if we're at this. Philly is if, a, another team Philly, that is in a bad spot right now and would trade up for a wide receiver. If we're, yeah, if we're in, just because there are so many spots here in a row that could take wide receivers, like Seattle could be in a bit of a catbird spot if only one or zero are off the board. They could ask a lot and they could pit some teams against each other because they're all going to need some here. So. Seattle is a decent chance to trade. I don't know what some of that. Somebody brought that up. The over-under trades for the first round was five and a half, I think. With like signed collectibles at over five and a half was plus 150. Under was minus 200. Those just so, 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 so hard to predict. But yeah, if you can get ahead of, if you can get ahead of some things and like if the Jets don't go wide receiver and the only one off the board is heading down to Atlanta, then all of a sudden there's there's you know three pretty good receivers. You know, Wilson, you know, Jamo, you got some you got some ideas there to trade. So if let, let's let's say it has gone it's, it's go gone tips, Wilson tips slash wide receiver. Yeah. If it's gone Wilson London, it's sauce. Yeah. In a trade. So Tibbs, wide receiver, trade. Yeah, that's good. Or, to me. That's good buddy. Or just like or Actually, it's wide, yeah. wide receiver or CB, maybe yeah. in a trade. Yeah, I agree with that. Jets to 10, JJ's live, wide receiver's live. That's yeah. it. Catbird seed. I say catbird seed a lot. I should say asses in the jackpot. Asses JJ, in the wide receiver. How far do you want to go with yeah. this? That's it. Actually, you can go to 11. 11, I think, the commander. I, I want to go to like 30. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can go until there's no good players. That's fine. Yeah, 11, yeah. I, I go. I think the commanders go wide receiver. I think that ship is sealed. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in Slack typing instead. Why is, why is that formatting all weird now? 12. Your Vikes take a trade down. Yeah, I if, would trade if down. This is, if this has happened, you're not taking McBride 12. You're trading down. You're letting if, somebody come up and get the last good wide receiver. You're letting somebody come up and get the last good offensive tackle who slid. The last good edge who slid. Somebody somebody might want Hamilton here. Somebody might want Hamilton. I don't think that's likely. No, but I mean you have some you have some spot. This is kind of like the range where he might end up going, even though 
most likely Baltimore wouldn't. Houston would. Houston might. Just because Houston can draft anyone at this point. Yeah, they need everything. Um, Jordan Davis let's, let's, from yeah, let's, And that's the thing. So, like, his his floor is not far from here. I think so. Vikings are in a really good spot, I think, in 12, not to address their needs, but to trade out of that pick. Because there's, like, there's going to be a good, like, top 10 graded player who's going to be available at this spot. And then it starts to get real lean after this spot. And that's the thing, like, Linderbaum and no. Uh, no, 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 I'm saying like trading back. Yeah, that that's when you trade back for Linderbaum, you trade back for um, Zion Johnson. Well, some of the because there's this secondary tier of offensive linemen that would all help, but you can't take any of them at this, you know, this high. Like it's more late teens, early 20s. So Minnesota trading back makes a shitload of sense. If there's a decent edge or a cornerback that falls, I think they'd probably go there. If there's an offensive lineman that falls, it goes there. And yeah, we will. I'll see if I have Comic Sans. Shouldn't even do. I shouldn't do Comic Sans because they've been they have their new management. Quezzy's in town, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. If, well. if they do yeah. take McDuffie, it's a reach. But sometimes you, sometimes you just reach to like say I need to fill the spot. I'm not risking it. Yeah, if you don't get the if you don't get the comp back in the trade, yeah. Because if the Vikings trade down, they could lose out to McDuffie. McDuffie could go to the you know some other team like the Eagles. You know, Eagles. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Um, but yeah, Vikings trade. Hamilton's live at 13. Jordan Davis is live at 13. Texans generally take the best player available at 13. We think. I'm gonna just put Hamilton there because at this point, I mean he's he's, he's the best safety. Like it's just it's a it's, to, to it's a safety though. Personally. Yeah, I'm just gonna put him there because I I don't know what else they would do. They're not probably taking Carl Loftus. No. They're not taking an offensive lineman. No. What does that leave you? Maybe Jordan Davis. Maybe Alave if they feel like they want a wide receiver. If he's still there. Um, if they're if you know if we've seen a run on corners, I'm not I'm not afraid to say Andrew Booth can go in the top fifteen. Ah, uh, he's like, sliding today. Corner, he is. I know. I actually bet the other way, but <laughs> like corner cornerbacks are going to be. I think people are realizing like if you can get a, a good shutdown corner here and there, you can make things work on the defense. You need edge rushers and corners. Linebackers aren't fast enough anymore. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just go with Hamilton, and then we'll close it out with linebacker at fourteen. Then best player available. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, I, uh, somebody get a slide. Yeah, somebody go slide. Da- this is Davis's floor by all accounts. Yeah, Davis at fourteen. Yeah, as, okay. If, if if he makes it that far. Okay, I think this gets us the top, the best fourteen players going in the top fourteen, which is nice. So um, let, let's let's recap then who's left, who's out there for it, because the next part is a mess. Malik I Willis. I don't want to do the next part because the Eagles have a lot of ways they can go, including trades. The Saints have well, not only that, this the Eagles and the Saints have two picks each within five picks. the The front office in San Diego slash actually LA where they are it has shown they're willing to move around, and I don't know what they would do with a few different needs. Uh, the 20th pick is going to be a quarterback. And then 
Pit or uh, the Patriots probably take a defensive player. The Packers probably go wide out, and you know the, the rest of it is just a fucking mess. But it, yeah, you have like you said, the quarterbacks are left. We haven't put a quarterback in there. We have a few good offensive linemen, and you have. Okay. Carl Carl Loftus is there too. Carl Loftus is like late teens. Like he's he's gonna find his way near where his number moved to. Okay, rapid fire. I want to go through what I bet recently, and I'll tell you okay. the prices. And you give me a grade on good or bad, or ask me why I bet it if you're curious. If you don't already know, all right. Um, okay. I bet Wyatt Devonte Wyatt over. I would bet I bet that out to twenty seven and a half. Where where was the where was your first number? Fourteen and a half. Well, I mean that one's cashing. <laughs> I don't see why anyone would anyone up there would take him. Okay, yeah, the the first one's good. We'll see how far that goes, but yeah, okay. he could be he could be Friday, very okay. much so. Lewis Lewis uh, scene Sin, scene. I bet him under thirty four and a half. Yeah. I like that a lot. He's going in the first round. He's going in the first yeah. round, and even if he doesn't, I got the fallback of Lions take him 2.02. 2. Um, Bernard Raymond, over 39 and a half. Injury, injury red flagged by yep, a couple that was of teams. A... Yeah, that looks like a problem. That, there's your problem. Um, I bet Tyler Smith, under 32 and a half. Tyler Smith goes in round one. He is your uh, last tackle. School. And smaller school tackles too. What was Raymond's injury? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was red flag. Medical red flag is all. Medical I red flag. Yeah. I was going to say I, I heard it too, but I don't remember what the injury was. Neck back. doesn't matter. Yep, he needs a backyotomy. He needs a backyotomy. Uh, Tyler Smith under thirty-two and a half. I think he's your fifth tackle. Fifth tackle. You got what a badass logo with the hurricane flags. Yeah, you got uh, Neil Cross, Icky. Um, penning and then fifth tackle off the board for me is Tyler Smith. Well, and ex- especially it goes back to what you just said with Raymond dropping, like it just lends itself to Smith moving up. Yeah. Because when one tackle drops, another one has to move up just based on the needs, a high need position. You know, it's not tight end, it's it's tackle. You need a couple of them and they're going to go. So I think those two work in uh, that's like a tango, those two picks there. Yeah. Kalir Elam under 33 and a half. He's CB4 off the board for me. He comes out yeah. McDuff. McDuffie gets is 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 a hot property right now because so many people need cornerback. I think Elam is the fourth cornerback off the board in this class. Um he is my I have him kind of near the Baylor kid, but Elam's been moving up and I haven't updated this. So, okay. Uh, Chris Olave, I bet him under 16, super late to the party, super duper late to the party here. But I think his clear backstop is the saints at 16 and more realistically, if we're right. And that there is a late top 10 run on wide receiver, Olave could go as high as 11 to the commanders. Well, I was going to say, I did a mock that went London Wilson Williams at Falcons, Seahawks, uh, it's just like, again, I don't think the Seahawks need a wide receiver, but like I put Wilson in that nine spot as far as like, I, that's the commanders because they're going to try to move ahead of the jets. Otherwise they're going to, if somebody else takes that spot, they could be sitting three wide receivers worse 
rather than trading up two spots to get Garrett Wilson. So like, I think it could go London Wilson, Jamison at eight, nine, 10. And then, you know, let's say it Olave is next. Yeah. You have a lave, which I mean, there's a, there's just so many spots for him to land. And really, if so he's many. there, if he's there for at 15 for Miami, or excuse me, for the Eagles, how do you pass on that? I don't think you do. <laughs> you don't. So, I like that. I like that one quite a bit. So, hey, somebody okay. did ask a question. He said, gun to your head, Andy, which Jesus, Matt. What <laughs> position do your Vikings take? It is so tough. Just like we have in this little chart, there's so many spots there ahead of them where it's like, you know, it, it feels like so much depends on what happens in that six to 11 range. If a bunch of wide receivers go and, you know, that uh, then your needs become like you need interior linemen. Which interior linemen are you taking early? Like there, there's none. Like you, you can't. Zion. Like, like who's your, who's your highest rated guard? Zion. Yeah, like uh, maybe Lindebaum. Like no. those two are interchangeable he's, for he's me. They're, super, they're mid- he's super scheme dependent. <sighs> I, I hate stuff like that with these linemen. Like you don't like people say that, and I don't know. I have them both as like mid twenties, high to mid twenties. So you can't take Linderbaum, Zion, and that it's a drop off from there. Maybe Green, and then it's a big drop off. So you can't take an interior lineman there. And you, if the wide receivers are gone, you're not doing that. At the at that point, your other needs are edge, which you've seen the best of the edges go. You're gonna reach for Carl Loftus at twelve. That's not feeling like something nope. I would like to see. Nope. So that's. Yeah, so he's then, toxic yeah, like, voice right now for whatever yeah, reason. So like your 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 last need is cornerback. And at that point, if McDuffie's gone, you're Elam Booth. Nope, nope. Like not at that high. So like the Vikings trading back feels so, 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 so likely. If they have to trade, if they have to draft a 12 and they takes and they reach for you know, if, if McDuffie's there, feels like the pick. So I guess I'll say corner. Okay. All right. Um, I agree with that. If he, if he um, ain't there, they need to move their ass all right, back. You guys, what we ask you who are watching, queue up your questions. Fire away. Ask anything you like. We will get to them. I have about four more bets that I want Andy's opinion on. Okay. And then we it. will answer questions. We'll just answer questions away. I'll scroll um, up here. I bet uh, Quay Walker under everything I could get. Yeah, including <laughs> some 32 today. 32 and a half was the last yeah. bet I made on it, and then it disappeared. Um, I couldn't even get over the low vig in time. It was gone off the board. It was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that I got it once, not twice. Um, Kyle Hamilton, I have overs from six and a half out to 12 and a half. I stopped at 12 and a half. What do you think about Kyle Hamilton potentially making it to 13? I gave my word to stop at third. Um, I took some of that today too at plus money when you brought that up. Yeah. My God, <laughs> like plus money. Would- yeah. Like, why would the, the Vikings aren't going to take a safety? Like, no, that's just not neither a safety. Are the commanders, neither the commanders. are the Jets. Those like, are like the Tets 10, 11, 12 right there. The weird spot would be, yeah, that, that's the thing. So, like, for me with Hamilton, it feels like eight and a half and 12 and a half are the same number. Yes. Because, Thank you. Yes. And that, that's get the past big, the Falcons. He's going to infinity and beyond. Yeah, that that's well. I mean, I'm saying like the the Seahawks could do something weird too, but it's yeah. Like if he makes it past Seattle, he's making it past Jets, Washington, Minnesota. 
Like that's you basically, I think you got to get PS past Seattle. And then all of a sudden it's like 13th is your next stop. So, yes, and Seattle, Seattle could surprise us and that would hurt, but that catches the early bets on him. So yeah, safety is always a weird one for me. Um, but yeah, the, the needs that, and that is the toughest part about booking this. Like no you one can't, needs a slow safety. Well, and that's the thing. You can't just like, Hey, guess what? If, if everybody in the, and their brother's betting Robert Williams over three pointers, you move it from two and a half to three and a half. Or whatever, yeah. you, you'll fuck it. Whatever, try to middle me at minus one forty on on this. Whatever, do it. But you can't just move this up one spot at a time. You got to look at like what's there, and they had to move pretty aggressively. I thought the eleven and a half was hilarious, but yeah, he's he's. I think he's gone. Like he's gone past all that. He's going thirteenth, maybe way further. Okay, all right. Uh, then uh, last two that I bet today, Chiefs first player drafted wide receiver. Little tight, little 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 tough there, but that was plus a hundred. What do you I mean, think? Good source on that source that's connected to the team. Okay, but they um, like it, so I I don't mind it. It's not a big number, but that's a yeah. it's a it's obviously uh, you know part of their offense is down on South Beach now, so it's a yeah. need. What do you think of uh, that? The high correlated, of course, but. Uh, somebody was pretty aggressive betting those Pickens overs. George Pickens, I picked up the pieces there. I took under 37 and a half at plus 110. Yeah, even if – so they're in a uh, – you know, you might even say they're in a bit of a catbird seat there. <laughs> they are in the catbird seat. By having – by having by virtue of having the 29th and 30th pick, they can sell one of those cheaper than, you know, maybe a lot for some of these teams that want to sneak back into the first round and get a, an option on maybe an offensive player in that spot. And if, if nobody else is looking at Pickens there, you know, they could slide back in the second round, get Pickens at like, you know, well, 35, 36, somewhere in there and, and still get extra picks out of that deal. So I think uh, yeah, either just take them with one of those picks or find a deal that doesn't move you back too far. And uh, yeah. Again, okay. they've been connected to Pickens through a, a source. Like we're okay. we're thinking it's happening. Last one, I bet. Another wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, under thirty and a half. That felt too good to be true. <laughs> that that was still available. He could go in the twenties, realistically. My wide receiver rankings like have in gotten, like yeah. twenty twenty two range is what I now. Obviously, I need him to go in the twenties if I bet him under thirty and a half. But you know what I mean. So I have him on my stuff ahead of Burks. Dotson. We got Dotson here. We got Dotson. See, nobody cares. I don't <laughs> under, maybe I didn't watch enough Maction. The Sky Moore stuff feels weird. Like mm-hmm. uh, out of no, all right. So so let's say let's say Olave and the rest of the gang are gone. You know what I felt? I fell for that piece that was published by the Cardinals guy. Uh you didn't you didn't like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like he was hedging his own shit there. It did. Okay. All right. So stay with me here. Okay. London, Wilson, Jameson, Alave are gone. Yes. Correct. The market moved to six and a half wide receivers. That implies three more guys. <laughs> yes, it does. So, so you're saying let's let's just put Pickens and in the Bur- first and round. apparently teams are don't really love 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 Burks. That's what I'm saying. I dropped Burks out of the first round. I have Pickens in the first round, but that means Sky Moore. Dotson and Tolbert, or like Pickens would count. So it'd be Pickens. You just need, you just need Dotson, which I think is good. Pickens really. and Dotson only gets you to six. 
Oh well, yeah. I don't think I don't think playing over six and a half. Yeah, is I don't. I don't like. Smart. I think I think six <laughs> exactly and a half bad. is. I think that's. Well, you too need much. you're, you're going to be sweating Burks going at the end of that first round, and you're going to be like, where? Why? Why hasn't someone drafted Burks? I thought he was fourth or fifth. Yeah, or so like four four are going, and I feel like Pickens really does go. But yeah, you're you're going to be sweating. It's going to be it's Dotson. Um, I mean, people have talked about Watson, but that's a small school kid. So is Sky Moore, I guess, but. People, I think, you know, probably just because he's high enough on everyone's boards, maybe Sky Moore does go, and then yeah, we end up sweating out. Is it Dotson? Is it Burks? Is it Tolbert? Yep. Let's answer some questions. Let's start with our guy, Patrick. Patrick, hopefully, is enjoying the draft betting. I'm sure you're smoking it oh, out God. there. Um, Titans draft a quarterback in round one. For my money, yes. Um, it seems like they are. they have done the most true due diligence on the top three quarterbacks in this draft. And I can see a pretty decent connection between Titans and Desmond Ritter. Fingers are crossed that nobody takes a quarterback until Desmond Ritter goes to the Titans and he's the first quarterback off the board because that would be a sweet payday for yours truly. Um, but uh, that was one of the long shots I have in my pocket. Dr- Titans do draft a quarterback, though, in my opinion. Andy, what is your opinion of who takes the first quarterback in this draft? Where is that Titans pick? Is it at 20? Do they have an earlier one? No, it's like 27. Would not surprise me at all if we didn't see one come off till Pittsburgh. Like all the smoke of New Orleans drafting a quarterback feels forced. Super misguided. Super duper misguided. Feels like, well, like why, why would they sign all these quarterbacks if, (laughs) if they're going to draft one more? Like how many quarterbacks do you need in that room? So legitimately, we might have to wait for Pittsburgh to draft to choose, you know, one of those guys. And then there could be a little mini run. Like this is a thing. And I, I still think you can cash over two and a half quarterbacks in the first round without getting one before 20. I think because so too. Yeah. It's it's yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. it's Tennessee. And then all it takes somebody is at the somebody, end. somebody at the end. And honestly, it could be Detroit. Could you be. know, the golf, the golf situation is weird. It could be, I mean, What's who's Tampa's backup? Uh, is it still Gabbert? No. Like honestly, we we don't talk about the really good teams. What is what does Tampa need? Little help on the offensive line. Like at that point, if that second tier of offensive linemen is picked over a little, why not take a quarterback? So there's, Tampa's there's... backup is Blaine Gabbert still. Um. So okay. So. DJ had uh for what it's worth and DJ's mock I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you did not love it. Eh, it was weird. It. it was weird through the middle. Did not love it. Um but he had uh Willis going to the, the Lions at 32 which would be cool. A lot of shades of uh Lamar Jackson, echoes of Lamar Jackson if that were to play out. Um who does he who did DJ have Pittsburgh taking? Did somebody see? Anyone in the chat? Have that for me. I didn't look at the whole thing. I got mad at ten. Okay. Uh, the um. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, the the um. Uh, Pittsburgh takes a quarterback. They've done a. I a lot of people think it's Willis because of the Tomlin love fest that happened. That's entirely possible. He should be the favorite for those reasons. But they've also floated. Ritter, they've also floated Pickett. Yeah. Like they've been pretty good at covering their tracks this year. 
in terms of obscuring who exactly they are going to take. But Pittsburgh taking a quarterback sounds correct. A 20. I just don't know who it's going to be. And they may go, they may completely zag and expect because quarterbacks are sliding. They may be like, wow, we'll get one later. Um, so it's a, uh, uh, oh, he gave them Pickett. Okay, so DJ sent Pickett to the Steelers. Thank you, guys. Um, interesting. Um, so Pickett might be the what first quarterback in that case. But I haven't bet any. I barely bet any quarterback markets. I've only taken the long shots. Really? Yeah, I have I have the Malik Willis you know, two. <laughs> yeah. That might be my only quarterback bet. Zelinski, Brian Zelinski, any thoughts on Dean over 30 and a half and Lloyd over 19 and a half? Those are both solid bets in my book. I think Dean is undersized. I think he has fit questions. I don't think linebackers are prioritized anywhere close to the degree that we get many more than Quay Walker in round one. Lloyd over 19 and a half. He probably goes at the end of round one, but I don't have any any specific landing spot for him. Uh, going in the top 20 is going to be tough for Lloyd. I love both of those, so those are good. Um, let's give Holland Oates a little, uh, little shine here. Thoughts on the position totals wide receiver, six and a half. We've kind of covered that to a degree. That's going to be a close. Yeah. You know what? You know what happened to the wide receiver market there? Holland Oates. She's gone. <laughs> She's gone. You needed to get your five and a half before it turned yeah. into a six and a half. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, like I would talk to our guy. Matt, yeah. Well, I talked, yeah, I talked to our guy, Matt Landis on the props and hops last week. And he was like, what are you looking forward to dumping liquidity on at the end of this? Yeah. You like, said well, I was like too. over five and a half. Can't wait. I'm just going to blow it. I'll blow yeah, that up. Well, somebody blew it. that up before I blew it up. So yeah. <laughs> that ship has sailed uh, um, over offensive lineman. Seven and a half is also a very good number. Here's who I think are likely or certain Neil cross icky likely penning. You only have three likelies. Penning is certain. Cert, certain is three. Those are the penning. certain. I have penning certain. Likely. I have penning. I have um Smith. Smith. Those are the five tackles. Zion Johnson, I have as likely. That's number six. Linderbaum. Green. I have Linderbaum as is going. That's number seven. Linderbaum is the swing player. And I personally, like I said, I think. Did you say Zion out. Johnson? Zion Johnson, I have. Green, yeah. I have. That's my that's my seven. Someone's gonna talk themselves into a farm, you know, a corn fed farm kid from Iowa. Yeah, you know what it's gonna be it's gonna be the Jags on day two, Andy. That could be, it could <laughs> be. So I, I think why I I do think O line goes over. There's so many, there's always somebody like remember when we cashed this the, the year before and it was uh Ruiz that cashed it? We didn't even have Ruiz in the first round, I don't think. Like a center to the to to the goddamn was it the Saints? Where did Cesar Cesar I'm really getting? Ethnic. That was about uh, pick twenty five ish to the Saints. Yeah. yeah, she's gone. Okay, we got a question about the golf, Andy. I'll leave this up to you. One and done this week. Do you take Doug Gim or uh, or so Abe Answer? So God, hard, tough. like because there's a little bit of game theory. You don't use Rom here, or the fact maybe you already used Rom. We'll see what the four <laughs> horsemen think. It might just answer is scary because he's coming off this injury. He hasn't played since the Masters, but he's playing for the home country. There's not that many Mexican golfers. He wants to show out. He's very excited about having this tournament, adding more Mexican events. So hopefully he plays well. And he's a top 20 player in a horrible field. And then I think people are going to knock him because it's a longer course and he's you know a tiny, tiny person. But uh, yeah. 
I don't know. We'll probably go answer. Hitchcock, how much should I unload on Tibbs plus 205 at number two? We gave you the percentages. He should be about 51% at this time. So that's a decent-sized bet, but I wouldn't uh, go. Yeah, don't go nuts. Um, we got uh, a couple more questions here. This Eagles potentially nice. trade up. Uh, that I agree. They need their their I if the Eagles take do actually select the two selections that they currently have, I will be floored. That will be the upset. They're gonna trade one or both of those up or down. Uh wouldn't be shocking to me. Um ooh, small over under three and a half Georgia Bulldogs. Over Lewis Seen, yeah. Quay Walker are both going Couple walkers. on top of Davis, on top of Trayvon Walker, on top of somebody else I'm forgetting. But that's four. Pickens could go. That's five. Um, Wyatt could go. That's six. Uh, there could be six Georgia players. Over, I was going to say Pick, Pickens, Pickens Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need Pickens to go, and you're good. Well, um, yeah, that was a good team. Here. Very good defense. Uh, this is my favorite one so far. Is not which broadcasts will you watch? I'll watch whatever one I watch on mute. I don't have any credit left to bet golf. That's kind of where a lot of us are. Like, <laughs> credits are getting golf is still here. being played. I, I, I can't. It's not I, a good. I don't put a bunch nothing. of money on this yeah. tournament. It's a bad tournament, guys. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple of thoughts. Uh. Oh yeah. There was one other good one. Dean, um, a lot of Dean questions. Nicole, I think Nicole, I think yeah. Dean goes over, but it's a weak, weakly held position. Um, but what's what's his over under? Like thirty and a half. I don't think he. I do not think Dean goes thirty one or thirty two. No. So it's like literally, is he, you know, late twenties, or does he slide into day two? I think he slides into day two. I have not seen anyone with like a super hard on for him. So. So and the thing is, like the Lions could use him at thirty-two, but that's a that's a pick that you should trade. Yeah. Well, no, the Lions the Lions need safety help way more than they need Kobe Dean. Dean doesn't really fit. He's too too small and too big. So, um, cut that. I'm gonna clip clip that. Um, There was a good question. I'm trying to find it. It was about London uh, over Hamilton at minus 120. Oh, you're finding that price anymore. Good bet if I've ever seen one. That's a good one. Um, Oh yeah, Derso, great point. I'm I am done betting the draft unless they grade the hero (laughs) props. If they grade hero six M O Y between now and the draft, I will have more liquidity down. I'm sure. Uh, but I'm pretty much done, I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I was I was saying that to Dan. I'm like, I have these NHL props, and I have my hero money. Yeah, and I'm just so glad that they haven't cashed them yet. I guess now let's like, let's talk about this because we haven't to this point. Debo Debo trade. I, what, the are, Jets, what is your percentage that he gets moved in the next 24 hours? I'd say zero. one. <laughs> I'll give it one. Zero point five. One. Yeah. Um, it's low. Uh, if he goes anywhere, does he go to the Jets? I guess they have the most capital. I don't think San Francisco is really motivated to get it done. And honestly, like if you're San Francisco and you do ultimately trade Debo, I'm fine getting next year's picks. It's a better draft. That is exactly it. it. Is a better so, draft. You could, you could, you know, say we want picks in next year's draft, but yeah. I'd wait till this draft is over, feel you, out what happened, and then wait, you, exactly. you might, wait you until might this have draft is suitors. over. Have a meeting with him. Say, hey, man, yeah. 
play for us this year. Do, show up. Do not hold out. We will, uh, you know, show up for camp. We will give you the opportunity to pursue a trade after the season's over. That's that seems like the right course of action if I'm the Niners. What I really want to talk about more than that is what does this mean for the Niners and the general stink that is coming from that facility relating to the quarterback position? Yeah, it's confusing. So one of my favorite this will this was this is not getting coverage this year because everybody pays attention to this year's draft and forgets. Oh man, Lipscomb just jinxed the Bucks. No, what did he say? Says he's cashing the series bets with a quarter left. They're only up by, <laughs> it's 20, they're only up by 24. Yeah, that's 80. If this were a Timberwolves game, we'd be sweating. <laughs> um the uh the stories about Trey Lance are not great. No. I think they fucked up. They traded a lot they for that. Fucked up. They traded a lot, and um, I just want to bring this up because we we I, okay. I'll preface this story with: you tell me your favorite nugget or conspiracy story or like nonsense that you heard in this year's draft cycle, and I'll and I'll tell you mine. But I, my favorite from last year that was never never confirmed, but the pieces do fit together, was that. Philly was effectively the architect that that begot that trade. Have you heard this? That they were picking sixth. They basically leaked to the Niners that they knew the Niners liked Mac Jones and intended to take him 12 or whatever pick they have. And so they like leaked out to feelers like, hey, we're pursuing Mac Jones. We're going to take a quarterback in this draft. Jalen Hurts isn't our guy. And the Niners panic mode traded up to three. Okay. Philadelphia then ultimately traded back with gave Miami the sixth pick and traded back, which is even funnier. And they got all the capital. They got three picks in this year's draft. They all ended up losing because they're all in the late teens and it's a shitty draft. But, um, you know, Philadelphia, I had heard was kind of the architect of that. So the idea that San Francisco traded up into the three with eyes for Mac Jones, but then talked themselves into Trey Lance, who now is scaring Debo Samuel off the team is Utterly amazing to me. Uh, and the are... fact that an offense, a front office that a lot of people held in very high regard got outmaneuvered by a, a city that stinks of cheese whiz <laughs> is that's not good for, you know, the, the ongoing uh, smartest guys in the Bay kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I really am not happy with what they've done over the, like the amount of talent <laughs> that has come through that, that facility and the fact that they don't have a, a Super Bowl or a couple more appearances. Yeah. And that they like, now have a humongous question at quarterback. Yeah. They couldn't trade Jimmy G because Jimmy G played th through injury throughout the entire playoffs and had to get surgery. Uh, and they couldn't find a suitor for him trade-wise. So they're stuck now with Jimmy G. They're going to have to split reps, presumably, in camp. Oh, my God. What, what do yeah, they even a, do? It's a disaster. Like ultimately, if the Niners go into this season with Jimmy G as the starter, isn't that basically admitting massive failure? <laughs> Jelani, and and yeah, I mean, I mean, some some of the yeah, I mean, some of those picks aren't the highest, but like Philly, Philly kind of has a a nice little war chest. No, oh, yeah, Philly's in like, an amazing Philly, spot for they, next they year. Made so. out, they made they made out good on yeah. the wins trade. They made out good on everything. Like Philly, Philly over the next two years could build themselves up to 
put Dallas in their spot for a while. I think so too. A hundred percent. I like, I'm just not worried about the giants doing anything ever. No. Well, yeah. I mean, they have quarterback problems and they don't, they're, they may have a topic next year. Who knows? But, um, the, uh, yeah, the Philly is acquiring enough capital in next year's draft to be a dangerous player and getting going and getting an elite. Um, we have not heard Swag Lord. Sorry. We uh, yeah, you asked on the timeline. I asked and then I, I got sent a DM to the crickets, other guys. Crickets, crickets. Um, the uh, uh, but yeah, where I was going with the San Francisco seems like they're in deep trouble. I don't know how they salvaged this at all. Um, and, in trouble in Little China. Might watch yeah. that movie tonight instead of draft day. Here's the one other thought I had for you, and I wanted to get your take on this. It's draft related. Should the Lions have taken Malik, Malik Willis if they ultimately want to turn their franchise around with all of the young, talented players they have, other than the quarterback right now? And the 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 my my thought, my rationale, like if they were paying for my opinion, here's what I would have told them. Take Malik, Malik Willis too. Start him every every game this season. One of two things happens. He's either a diamond in the rough, the next Lamar Jackson, the next Michael Vick, you name it, that you can now compete with for championships in a weak NFC. Or he doesn't have the goods and you're picking first overall next year. Because even quarterbacks that we have high regard for and high confidence in like Trevor Lawrence end up picking one for first overall there after their rookie campaigns. Cause they, and that's the thing. He, a could lot of be, games. he could be a diamond in the rough and that defense plays poorly enough. They, they still lose they 13 still, games. Yeah. They could, and, yeah and you, you may, yeah, you're going to, you, if you start, here, here's Malik my hypothetical, Willis, if you start Malik Willis every game, all 17 weeks, the likelihood that you are picking at the top of the draft, even if he is good, is high. <laughs> and so you could be in a great position if you are the Lions and you take and start Malik Willis. You know where you're not going to be in a great position? If you draft all of this other talent and you run him out there with Jared Goff, who we know is not the guy. And ultimately, but, but you put yourself you, in purgatory. Yeah, and get you into that Chicago Bears purgatory. Um, Here's my hypothetical. I think if they were a little better if so we all say like oh you end up in this purgatory if you win too many games you want to lose all these games when you're rebuilding it almost bit him in the ass in this draft because it's a weird draft for a team with their needs like oh sure if they would have beaten minnesota and beaten baltimore and had a couple or that overtime game if they were drafting like ninth they would have thought more hard about that yeah i i think every mock that is published would have malik willis going to the lions Great it, just, point. It, it feels like a reach at two, even though it's a great fit because we saw this is the, this is the, the architect, you know, this is what people draw out for these teams. Like take a chance on a young quarterback. And if he fucks up, take another one. Cause yeah. it's so We have important. a blueprint of Steve Kime doing this. Yeah. Recently he drafted, he, did he trade up to draft Rosen and then bailed on him after one year for Murray? I think down he did to, down to a 23 point lead there. Lipscomb. Um, yeah. And, and Dan, Dan brings up the point. Why wouldn't you keep building suck again with Goff and take a better quarterback? I think what Drew is saying is like, they're going to the, be good enough to win eight games. This year. <laughs> yeah. The, the talent that they're going to add at the other spots might get them those extra wins. And then they miss out on the quarterback two years in a row, which would yeah. really stink. So I would, and yes, DJ, if DJ had Willis at 32, like 
the dream scenario is that they That's can get them with fine. their second pick. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like, that would be huge. But here's the other thing. Here's why else you'd take Willis at number two if I'm pitching this to the brass. Um, you, but because no one wanted a quarterback at the top, that whole positional group got de- deprioritized in this year's draft. We've had other years come through where there were no good quarterbacks, but they all still got drafted somewhat early. The Daniel Jones year, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's been years like that where there really just weren't many good guys, but they got drafted early anyway because teams needed them, right? If you take Willis too, and if you're like beating your chest about it all throughout the whole process and people are like, shit, there goes one of the quarterback options. We got to look harder at these other guys. You might get other teams to talk themselves into Pickett and Corral and Ritter in like the teens. And then guess what? You have picked 32 and 34 and a bunch of quarterbacks have gone before you get your second and third pick in this year's draft. You probably have good players fall to you at 32 and 34 if you can create some more buzz and some more run for the quarterback in this year's draft. But instead, they went the other way. Everybody kind of bailed on quarterbacks in this year's draft. And now here you are where you're crossing your fingers that Willis falls to you at 32. And at that point, I don't even know. I don't know. You, you may not even end up starting it much this year. You may you may redshirt him the entire first year. So I don't know. What do you think about all that? Any 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 ra- rational uh, points there? I think, or is I think that we, had, we had some good points, but also we're so bad at evaluating quarterbacks. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing too. And this is this is uh, yeah. This, they this, they hit on Campbell. They have a leader of men. This is the Campbell. thing I I hate the most about sports media and gambling Twitter is like people who aren't willing to change their minds. Like I was pretty proud of us being like. Uh, we were thought leaders in hey dan campbell might actually be a decent motivator yeah like he's he's a crazy person but they're like he had the locker room like instantly it was wild and if he can put some good offensive coaches around him and get the right quarterback and you need you need if you you have this motivator you have this leader of men coach. He's not Andy yeah. Reid. He's no. not this offensive schemer. He could you be need, the next Tomlin. He could be the next Pete Carroll in a yeah. heartbeat. You need so you need three things. You need the quarterback, you need the offensive coordinator to drop the plays, and you need that really, really good quarterback whisper QB coach. Like yeah. if he can get those three things and he can just get this team rah-rah every game, like the Lions could be I can't remember the Lions being good, Drew. I've been <laughs> I've been a Vikings fan my whole life. Like so I've followed yeah. them closely. Like we play them twice a year. I remember a few playoff appearances and I remember Barry Sanders and Mel Gray and they made Megatron. It to the, uh, they made it to the NFC championship game and lost to Washington when I was a kid. I was gonna say it had been a very, very long time. Yeah. Like uh who is the who is the quarterback? That was probably nineteen ninety. Um Rodney Pete, maybe was the quarterback mm, in the early nineties for a bit. Mitchell. Scott Mitchell is there. Yeah. But they had Perryman and Herman Moore. They had some good players back in the day. Anyway. Um, so the Campbell, the Campbell thought one last thing. Are we a Lions podcast now? Maybe. Well, I want to talk to Kanish about this and get some, you know, get some his takes. Cause I want to kind of, I want to kind of push if they don't do well in this draft, I kind of want to push them a little like, what the fuck guys? Like you guys did good last year. And you and you blew it like you Sorry, put yourself John in purgatory. Um, <laughs> the uh, other thing about Dan Campbell that could have broken two ways. You could end up with Mike Tomlin, or you can end up with Joe Judge. And it looked like Joe Judge at the day they hired him, 
and the press conference and all that stuff, it was like, oh, here's another Joe Judge. But it looks to me more now like they got a, a player who really can get those young guys rallied, um, which is cool. Like, good good for them. You know, I love love more good coaches in this league. Um, yeah. I was, I was like, this guy isn't going to make it to the season. Like, they're going to have to fire him. He's saying, he's saying just crazy shit. It was wild, and then now, we, now we love him. So whatever, I guess we're we're slowly uh, becoming uh, Mike Matt, Singletary. Uh, another good guy. Yeah, like Matt. Not interested in my uh, in my my Debo sending a message about Lance take. So, I mean, he just wants to get paid. I could be wrong. That's that's certainly part of it. Even if it's not all of it, that's even with if Drew's take is correct, wanting to get paid is still a part of it. Oh, surely, but uh, is what is stopping you know the that you you can absorb a larger proportion of the team's cap if you stay in San Francisco and they have a rookie quarterback on you know they have a quarterback on a rookie deal in Lance. So I don't know that I don't know that the dollars ultimately was the hang up there. There's something about that situation that either Debo something about that situation that has made Debo unhappy. Either the way he's been utilized or him being concerned about his future production playing with Lance. One of those two. And if it's the bit, if it's the latter and I haven't, again, I'm still waiting for anything positive, anyone to say anything positive. Lance was absolute. People were glowing about that dude in the preseason last year. What the hell happened? I don't know. <laughs> what happened? And and yeah, the other side is maybe Debo is wanting to get traded to a team that'll let him be a wide receiver. Like, well, that's it. Lions. So it's one of those yeah. two things. Like it's either the way he's being utilized. It's he's either concerned about his own longevity, uh, or because I I don't think it's I don't think it's the money. I mean, I think San Francisco would compensate him fairly. They they have a lot of room with the rookie quarterback deal. So which last... has more meat? Which has oh, more sorry. meat on the? Oh, go to that one quick. Which has more meat on the bone? Stingley under seven and a half. Booth under 29 and a half or penning over 16 and a half. Those are all really, really tough to call. Man. Yeah, those are those are good prices right now. And yeah. unless unless one of those is like plus 200, you know, price, uh, the price, the indexing matters. But those are good prices. I'd probably yeah. bet the booth one if it were reasonable. Yeah. Um, quick NBA. We'll do another NBA pod next week, surely. Yeah, we got a lot going on next week, but uh, we might do three pods next week, and none of them will be NBA. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we'll That's we'll right. talk. To, you know, we'll ha- we should we'll have you on uh, your other show. I was dicks with that, but we should have you on Brown Bag. Just do a uh, NBA roundtable at lunch. I can do a Wednesday day. probably. I think. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll do it Wednesday one of these. Days. Wednesday, we'll make we'll make it happen. Um, I like I like talking NBA once playoffs. I finally am enjoying it again. Yeah. So thoughts on the Celtics minus two hundred bucks series price seems steep. Bucks sure does got out of the first round yet. Sure does Holt seems very steep. Um, I don't get it. I think we talked. What's the middle? What's the Middleton update? Uh, he had a sprained MCL, which to me is a two and two to three week time frame to recover, which means he would come back in round game three. By my math. But so like, yeah, I'm, middle middle of this series. middle not yeah not but like earlyish in the series, and honestly the Bucks look good without Middleton. Yeah, <laughs> they they have 
they you take pieces away from but Budenholzer and it ends up working out in, in your favor if you're the Bucks. That's kind of the that's the trend at least. Um, the uh, I still I still think it should be in closer to the minus one fifty minus one thirty five range personally. I'm gonna if it's minus two hundred and we get Bucks plus five plus five and a half in game one. That's an easy play for me. But easy, and then at that easy. point, at that point, if you're looking for the Bucks to steal game one and then maybe you get a better price on Celtics series, that's that would be my that would be my general feel for how you bet that. What do you think? Remember when the Timberwolves almost went to overtime? I you do. were so angry. You were so I was. Angry. <laughs> I was pissed. I had a lot on that under yesterday. I got a good price. It was a good, it was a good take, but yeah, that I was pretty pissed at you when it was almost gonna go to overtime. What the stupid <laughs> California douchebag <laughs> trip over your surfboard. Your guys blew the 12 point lead in the fourth quarter. They always do that. If you haven't, have you not watched the NBA? <laughs> I've um, watched a lot of, I've watched some of them blow a lot of leads this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about London first wide receiver plus 250? Live. That's about the best price I've seen. I like, would make uh, that closer to plus 110. Yeah. Wilson, I actually have London above JMO. I think it's like Garrett Wilson minus 125. London plus one ten plus one two I don't know something like that and then and then the rest of them you know Jameson should probably be two to one three to one and then Alave is the Alave is a bigger gap down there mm-hmm. 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 and then he says Booth is plus one fifty that's not oh that's that's, 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 that's not a bad look I take that. <laughs> What are your candidates for bridge jumper big favorites this draft? It's an annual tradition. I mean, that we've had, I've ignored it a couple times just because we've had better questions. No offense, but a bunch of people have said, What do you think about taking Walker first pick at minus 300? Because we did say, we did say it's 99%, and that implies, you know, minus a lot more than 300. But it's not, nothing is for sure. It's tough. You know, I guess. Yeah, would, that's not a bridge jumper just yet. Uh, although, if you wake up tomorrow morning, it's minus ten thousand. Don't be surprised. I, I we were reading. I was blowing through the chat before we started this. It that broke a lot. That broke right before we went live. So What's hopefully that? I didn't miss the 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 note from the guy who was in the Jags meeting where Khan okayed. Oh yeah, Jake there's there there's smoke that. They're finally reached a consensus in Duval. Walker first Georgia player minus a thousand. That's a fun bridge jump. <laughs> That's a good one. That's actually a like pretty that. fun one because, like, what would have to happen for? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, that should be minus ten thousand. What is that? This is a fun point, Sam. Aiden over one and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's Hutch if it's not Walker. I think it's Icky. Who is your second best Georgia player as far as ceiling for highest draft? Jordan Davis. It's Jordan Davis. What? What's like the highest he could possibly be picked ever? Eight. Yeah, like the Giants at seven. Mm, needle line no. um, but like the, the, there's so many other needs and there's better players like yeah eight isn't happening i don't think we're seeing it for the falcons so like 10 is like if he went 10 to the jets that would be a thing i guess and like 
Trayvon Walker being minus 300 to be the top pick falling past 10 would be quite the, quite, quite the draft day coup. So that's, <laughs> that's a fun parlay piece. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's Davis for sure. McDuffie third corner minus 300. That's a fun mm. jumper. I, I worry that he's second. Elam is live. There's been too many people who have told me there's true. There are teams with eyes for Elam that I worry that you may get some shenanigans there. Minus Duffy 300 man. isn't bad though. Over I'll one tell you what I, safeties is. A I'll good tell you one. what I would. I would not bet Brees Hall first running back at minus two forty. There's people that bet, like Walker. Yeah, a lot. There's people that like Walker. There's people that like a couple. Of, there are a couple of players that the running backs not going to go in round one. It's going to be somebody in round two. And it could be. I love this one, Patrick. Oh shit, you guys are still going. Yeah, we just we're having this is so fun. Top five favorite offshore books here on the deep dive, powered by Betsperts, brought to you by FanDuel. Let's rank some offshores. Bookmaker number one with a bullet. Yeah, right now. Limits, yeah. offerings. Um well, offerings aren't great, but the limits the offerings, are the offerings and, uh, are there though. Like they're, yeah. they're not going to give you goofy props because some of these books, they give you a lot of offerings and it's 50 bucks a pop. So yeah. bookmaker number one with a bullet, you know what? And despite being a little lower limited bet online is strictly in the number two spot for me yep. has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have the low VIG as well, like I lumped them together. So that's like a, it's like a two and one or two and two a, I'm not sure who's three for me anymore. You know what it is? It's sportsbook.ag because you guys can't get an account. Because it's a weird offshore that is not taking new accounts. I've had that one for like 20 years. Um, in all reality, though, Bovada is probably number three for me right now. They have a wild amount of offerings for soccer, and they actually take halfway decent limits on some of that. So they for offerings and the amount of props, you know what? They were taking just as much on Walker to go number one as as Bookmaker was. Hmm. So nice. little, little I'll put, bit of respect uh, for them. I'll for put Bovada. nitrogen. Nitrogen's my number three I just because you nitro. can bet with Bitcoin. That's yeah. nice. Uh, I still I like that. Let's be. Uh, yeah, let's put nitro three, Pavada four, and I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna pull down. I have a bookmark folder here. It ain't bad DSI. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> You know what? As, for all the trouble, five dimes. No, the ghost of you know what we're gonna put. I don't even care if it doesn't exist. Five dimes is there as a it legacy gets there pick. In spirit, they get, yeah. they get there as a legacy pick. If you were in, if you were in Canada, you could still bet on five dimes. The old, real five dimes. It exists. Really? Yes, they haven't. It's not all switched over to BAS. Oh, That's man. what I'm hearing. I should go look at some prices just for old time's sake. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So about five dimes gets the number five spot right there. I'm cool with all that. We should just rank stuff. That's the best kind of podcast. <laughs> Top five brands. We did that once. Heritage Heritage isn't that far out because they do have that, like Brett's saying, they have that, uh, what is it, Bet 105? Yeah, they're not bad. Like, I've I've never actually bet at Heritage. I've only bet at their, their other one, which is, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, it's like something 105, but it, it's just like Lovig. But for them, so always use that rather than the real one. The only reason to bet at Bet Online is if you need to hit something twice. Like I had to put money in Bet Online to bet today because it's all at Lovig. 
Like oh. it's the same. It's the same thing, but but better prices, better prices on a lot of the bigger markets. So, like I, I use Bet Online when I double pop props. I guess. So always use the low vig if you can. Bucks are trying to. Bucks are threatening to blow this cover like they didn't remember that the Bulls eliminated them 120 to 66 in Giannis's first ever playoff elimination game. Should I should I update? 102. What do we got for a score now? 102.83. So it's still so it's a 19 point game, but should we call it a podcast? Yeah, let's do Dan it. Is... Hour and 30 in. Dan, thank, thank you very much. Places to be tonight. Thanks to the chat. Hey, if you asked a question, you owe me a thumbs up. If you didn't, you owe me a thumbs up. If you had some fun, you owe me a thumbs up. Appreciate you. Appreciate Drew, producer Dan. FanDuel, the sponsor, RIP Tony. Morning till I join you. And we'll catch you next week for some fun. Is this the same guy? Remember this guy? DPOI, DJ Watt. Just for this guy, we should do like Sarah's.